Thanks for downloading this podcast from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. This episode of Pardes from Jerusalem features Yiska Smith on Parashat Matot Maseh. Be sure to follow us on Spotify for the latest episode of Pardes from Jerusalem or by visiting elmod.pardes.org. And now, here is Yiska Smith. Finding safety within the cities of refuge, Are Miklat. This podcast discusses the spiritual practice of finding safety within our own spiritual, internal cities of refuge, Are Miklat, based on a teaching from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, in Lukutesi Chot. Volume 2, pages 363 through 365, as adapted by Yanki Tauber. The Rambam, who lived from 1135 through 1204, teaches in his incredible attempt to codify Jewish law, the Mishnah Torah, which he compiled between 1170 and 1180 in Egypt. There he teaches that the court is obligated to straighten the roads to the cities of refuge, to repair them and broaden them. They must remove all impediments and obstacles. Bridges should be built over all natural barriers so as not to delay one who is fleeing to the city of refuge. The width of a road to a city of refuge should not be less than 32 cubits, approximately 48 feet. Refuge, refuge. Miklat, miklat was written at all crossroads so that the murderers should recognize the way and turn there. This is from the laws regarding murder and the preservation of life. Chapter 8, Halacha 5. Hilchot Ratzeach, Ushmirat Hanefesh, Perik Chet Halachahe. The Rebbe explains that the cities of refuge, Are Miklat, were six cities in the land of Israel, designated as havens for murderers. A person who killed would flee to the nearest city of refuge, where he would be safe from the vengeance of his victim's closest relative, the avenger, the goel of the blood. Until he was brought to trial before the Sanhedrin, a tribunal of 23 judges that tried capital cases. It was the court's responsibility to ensure the accessibility of the cities of refuge by improving the roads leading to them, and posting signs, as the Rambam quotes, with the words, Miklat, Miklat, refuge, refuge, to show the way. The source for establishing this compassionate custom, actually quite a radical custom, considering the time and place this evolved in, is found in Parshat Masai. 
Quote, <clears throat> in Numbers 35, verses 11 through 13, you shall designate cities for yourselves, cities of refuge, shall they be for you, and a killer shall flee there, one who takes a life unintentionally. That's the key active word, bishkaga, unintentionally. The cities shall be a refuge from the avenger, from the goel, so that the killer will not die until he stands before the assembly for judgment. As to the cities that you shall designate, there shall be six cities of refuge for you. In Hebrew, Besefa Midbar Lamed Hay, Yud Aleph through Yud Gimel, Vehich Gitem Lechem Arim, Arim Miklat Tiena Lechem, Venas Shama Rutseach Make Nefesh Bishgaga, Vahayu Lechem He Arim Lemiklat Migoel, the Rebbe now discusses what is the meaning of this on the spiritual plane. What does this have to do with us today? What is the consciousness? What is the practice? that we are invited to cultivate in light of this practice in the external world. What is going on in our own internal world? On the spiritual plane, the Rebbe teaches, there also exist cities of refuge for the spiritual, quote, murderer. Our sages teach in Brachot 18b, <clears throat> that life in the true and ultimate sense is connection with the divine source of being and the divine source of vitality. An act of transgression against the divine will is a sort of spiritual murder as it hinders the flow of life and the flow of vitality from God, the creator, to the creation. And the Chazal, the sages in Berchot, Mesechet Berchot, refer to two specific verses. De Deuteronomy 4.4, 4, and, you, and you who cleave to the Lord your God, you are all alive today. Va'atem hadvekim v'hashem alokechem chayim kuchem hayom. And as well in Deuteronomy 30.20, to love the Lord your God, to listen to his voice, and to cleave, again, cleave to him, for he is your life and the length of your days. In Devarim Lamed Pasukhaf, La'ava et Hashem Elokecha, Lishmoa Bekolo, Uledafka Bo, we understand, I would like to suggest that we, we understand from this that the sages view the observance of the mitzvot as being in alignment with the source of life, as channeling, so to speak, the flow of life 
and as nurturing the connection with the giver of life. In fact, the word in Aramaic for mitzvah is tzafta, which means connection. Hence, when one disregards listening to his voice by not observing a mitzvah, one is unintentionally depriving him or herself of the life force inherent in that particular mitzvah. Consequently, this is tantamount to a type of self-inflicted spiritual murder. In Mesechat Makot 10a, Daf Yud Amud Aleph, we learn that the words of the Torah, in fact, are the cities of refuge. They are the cities of refuge, the Ari Miklat, for the destroyer of spiritual life. If that person flees into the Torah and immerses him or herself in it, the Torah will protect that person from the adverse results of the person's misdeed. I personally, though, ask, what does this teaching in Makot actually mean? It seems to be, in a sense, a circular argument. If not following the words of the Torah results in a type of spiritual murder, a deprivation of life flow, then how will immersing oneself in those very words provide a sort of safety net, a spiritual city of refuge? The Rebbe explains that the Torah contains, as we know, 613 mitzvot. However, the great majority of them, he, he reminds us that, when you think about it, the great majority of the Tayark, 613 mitzvot, require certain circumstances to obligate and enable their fulfillment. There are mitzvot, for example, that can be observed only at certain hours of the day or only on certain days of the year. Mitzvot that can be observed only in Eretz Yisrael or only in the Beit HaMikdash, when there was a Beit HaMikdash. Mitzvot that pertain only to men only to kahanim, only to employers, or only to farmers. So many mitzvot are related to the land itself, to the very way we go about engaging in agriculture. What if we live in a city? And so on and so forth. The Sefer HaChinuch, which is an incredible uh, piece of Torah, it explains According to the parsha, it enumerates each of the mitzvot in order of the parshiyot hashavua. So the, the earlier mitzvot are in Sefer Bereishit. The latter mitzvot, when you get up to 600, of course, are in Sefer Devarim. So it enumerates them in the order of the parsha. So, and this was compiled 13th century Spain, and it was published anonymously. We really don't know who compiled this. That being said, the Sefer HaChinuch writes in his introduction that there are six mitzvot that pertain to all times, to all individuals, to all places, and in all circumstance, circumstances. They are to believe in God, to avow his oneness, to renounce idolatry, to love him, to be in awe of him 
and to avoid temptation to sin. Laamin Bahashem, Shelo Laamin Zulato, Leyachado, Lahava Oto, Layera Oto, Ushelo Lato Acha Machshevet Halev, Ureiat Hainayim. In this way, they are readily accessible to one who seeks refuge from one's own faults and failings, whomever the person may be, and wherever and whenever the desire to rectify his or her life might arouse the person. These are the six readily accessible spiritual, quote, cities of refuge for the errant soul. Simanim sheish arei meklat tiyena lechem. He concludes in his introduction, he brings this part of the pasuk, this part of the verse. According to this, the sages and the Sefer HaChinuch are suggesting that if disregarding a mitzvah brings about a type of spiritual murder and cutting off of the flow of life, then the very observance of dafka, these six specific mitzvot, can actually bring about a type of protection, and if I may suggest safety net. They protect us from any spiritual harm caused by neglecting the other 607 mitzvot. These six mitzvot indeed become our personal, spiritual, as the Rebbe teaches, our own spiritual cities of refuge, our own Arei Miklat. I would like to suggest that these six are interconnected and share a consciousness that is essential for every Jew to cultivate. These six provide the very foundation for being in relationship with the divine. These are the basis for the relationship as they speak to the very essence, the core, and the deepest aspect of what it actually means to be in this relationship between the Creator and each one of us, the created being, the boy and the Nivra. I, I, I see that the other 607 manifest the relationship, but these six are the Ikara. These are the essential foundational invitations to cultivate the strength and integrity of this marvelous, wonderful, incredible relationship that we can experience with our inner being, with our soul, with the divine within us. Additionally, I would like to suggest that when the sages teach in Burchot 18b, Daf Yudchet Amud Bet, that, quote, an act of transgression against the divine will is a sort of spiritual murder as it hinders the flow of life and vitality from God to creation, they may be referring to something else in addition to neglecting mitzvot. They very well, there very well may be another means 
by which one can inadvertently cause a type of spiritual murder to one's own inner being. This has to do with negative midot, emotional dispositions. That's how I understand midot. We say quality traits. They are also emotional dispositions. Well, the negative ones have a consequence, and the consequential behavior that results from negative midot cause separation, disconnection, and loneliness. For example, example, le dogma, egocentricity, and self-centeredness, arrogance, greed, jealousy, seeking honor at all costs, lack of compassion, lack of gratitude, cold-hearted and cruel behavior. What can bring healing to this type of loss of life and cutting oneself off from the world as as taught in Pirkei Avot? 428. In a sense, when we feel spiritually weak, compromised, or hurt, fleeing back to the basics can literally save our spiritual lives. As we then cultivate and restore nearness, hitkavut, rather than remaining distant, rachok, from sensing the divine presence in our lives. In conclusion, I would like to invite you to consider cultivating the following contemplative practice. When considering your relationship with the divine in the most visceral and imminent way, not in a theoretical, theological, philosophical way, do you sense more of a distance than closeness? I would venture to say that all of us, at various times, along our spiritual life journeys, do in fact feel far rather than near to the divine. The divine, that deep essential dimension of our own inner being, perhaps you inadvertently made decisions that compromised your personal integrity of the relationship, resulting in leaving you in a space of loneliness, remoteness, and disconnection. During these times, find safety, inspiration, and encouragement by moving, even fleeing to a city of refuge within you. Choose one of the six mitzvot, these specific six mitzvot, our six spiritual cities of refuge. Learn more about it, reflect on it, hold space for it, consider how you might approach observing it in a new or different way. These are opportunities, Chavra, to regain, to reclaim, and to re-experience your spiritual life, our spiritual lives, in a deeper, more lively, and vivacious way. Tada, shalom lekulam ulehitu'ot. Thank you for downloading this podcast, a production of the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Spotify for the latest episode of Pardes from Jerusalem or by visiting us at elmod.pardes.org. 
Tune in next week as Rabbi Leon Morris discusses Parashat Devarim. Thanks for listening.